This teaching is brought to you by Christian Family Church International. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, family. Let's give the Lord a shout of praise. Let's give the Lord a shout of praise. Whoa. Hallelujah. You know, when you start, you, you are not blessed because you've got stuff. You are blessed because somebody gets blessed as a result of your stuff. And so let's not be wary in doing good. Uh, uh, because the Bible says, don't be tired while doing good. For in due season, you shall reap if you faint not. And I'm sure here, we've got generous givers. Can you give the Lord another shout of praise? Give your neighbor a high five as you sit down. Wow, great to be back home. Home away from home. I bring you greetings from my wife, who happens to be the most beautiful woman on earth. She comes just, I know we got a great mother, Dr. Bev. However, <laughs> let me not let me not go further. I want to thank our father, Apostle Theo, and Dr. Bev, our mother, for the good work they are doing. And we also want to appreciate, I want to appreciate the great team of leaders, pastors, and the great work you are doing. Can we just celebrate our father and mother and the team of leaders? It's a privilege for me to be back here again and to be given the opportunity to share the word of God. As we get into the word of God, I want to share on what I title overcoming this, uh, discouraging or how to overcome discouraging. In the book of Psalms uh, 137, uh, <clears throat> David, a man who went through a lot in his life, even though he was a man after God's heart and was a valiant person, a uh, man in battle, uh, he, we know that David is the one who uh, brought down Goliath when a whole army were on the run. And they were hiding for their own dear lives. In Psalm 137, from verse 1, the Bible says, By the rivers of Babylon, there we sat down. Yeah, we wept when we remembered Zion. We hung our harps upon the willows in the midst of it. For there, those who carried us away captive asked of us a song. And those who plundered us requested Mara, saying, sing us one of the songs of Zion. And this was their response. How shall we sing the Lord's song in a foreign land? It, if I forget you, O Jerusalem, let my right hand forget its skill. If I do not remember you, if I do not remember you, let my tongue cling to the roof of my mouth, if I do not exalt Jerusalem above my chief joy. Now, <clears throat> having been captured as the people of God and they found themselves in Babylon, a place of captivity, 
they suddenly got to a moment where it appeared as if they were going to remain captive or captors uh, forever. And so discouragement started to set in. People that were known to be great worshipers, people that were known to always raise the high praise of their God in a foreign land. Because the people of Babylon would not have asked them of the songs of Zion if they never had them sing the songs of Zion at previous time. And so now they're expecting them to sing. And instead of singing, they hung their harps. And they felt like they, it's, it's, life has gotten a, a toll, has hit us so hard, and we are far from home. There's no need to sing here. And maybe somebody is here today, and you, you are in a situation or you have found yourself, or you find yourself in a place where the devil has stolen your song, where your joy seems to be stolen, where the, 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 the expectation, the desire, or the, the, when you look at the future, you don't see anything that appears like hope. It's important for you to know that God still has a great plan for you, even in the midst of that. Discouragement, somebody may ask, but what do you mean, Pastor? It is a state or a time in our lives when we lose courage. And when a person has lost courage, no matter the potential, no matter the grace, or the achievements they have had in the past, the moment you get to a place where you lose courage, then you will lose the, what, the, what is needed for you to stand strong and to fight whatever comes your way in life. This happens when uh, hope seems to be lost and the strength to stand and fight diminishes. Discouragement comes when many times when dreams seem to be lost or they are not fulfilled, when expectations appear delayed or sometimes unrealized. And so people be suddenly become discouraged. Or sometimes when we suffer loss of property, loss of loved ones, and you kind of don't see any future, you just feel like it's not worth it. It's not worth the fight. It's not worth the wait. It's not worth the trust. But I still want to ensure, assure us that even at such moments, we have a God that rules in the affairs of men. The Bible says he is not a man that he should lie, nor is he the son of man that he should repent. Has he said it? Will he not do it? Has he spoken it? And will he not make it good? Men make promises and fail, and that just displays their humanity. But when God promises, his promises in him, they are yes and they are amen. And in agreement with the word, word of God and his plans for our lives, I prophesy this morning that every plan that God has for you, every plan that he has already declared concerning you, no devil in the whole of hell will stop that plan from coming to pass. Can somebody shout amen?
And so discouragement comes when we experience some kind of failure or setback. And then we just want to sit back because of the setbacks. But I want to let you know, family, that there are things that happen in life and they happen to all kinds of people. And sometimes even the good, bad things do happen to good people with all their goodness. Jesus, even though was God and came as Savior, but he still went through things. The devil rose against him. The Jews rose against him. But that did not stop his purpose from being realized because if it had, Satan had succeeded in stopping his purpose, you and I would not have been here today. But Jesus will never allow discouragement come upon him. Even when he was face to face with the cross and was almost tempted to give in and cave in, what did he say in his prayer? He said, nevertheless, after saying, please, if it be thy will, let this cup pass over me. For Jesus to have said that, I believe it was at a moment when he felt pressed to the wall and he felt like giving up because he was about to carry something he has never carried. He was about to go through something he's never been through. He's never seen. He's never experienced anything that has to do with death. But for the first time, he, wore, he was now face to face and to carry it. And he began to pray a prayer that was not the prayer he was to pray. And immediately, what did he say? If nevertheless, not my will, but your will be done. And in the will of God being realized as Jesus stood and passed the test, it's your victory and it's my victory. Even in times when our backs are against the wall. He overcame for us so that we can become overcomers. He conquered for us so that we can become more than conquerors. So I want to assure somebody here today, I don't know who you are. And I don't know what you've been going through. But I am confident that he who began a good work in you, he who began a good work in all of us, he who began a good work in CFC, he who began a good work in your marriage, he who began a good work in your business, he is not only a beginner, he begins and he ends well. He is the alpha and the omega, the beginning and the end. He, the, the, there's nothing that is difficult for God. Even when it looks like everything appears dark, appears bleak, appears hopeless, he is the fourth man in the midst of the burning furnace. He showed up with the three Hebrew children at a time that they were faced with the fire, that even the one that carried them to throw them into the fire, all of them melted from a distance. But they found themselves inside the fire, but because their trust was not in man, was not in connections, was not in political affiliation, but was in God Almighty, the God of Israel, the keeper of promises and covenant, God showed up as the fourth man in the burning furnace. The first, one of the first places we see the appearance of the fourth man that happens to be the Savior is not in the book of Matthew. It happened right in the book of Daniel because the men decided not to be discouraged just because they are facing death, but they decided to call upon the God of all flesh that answers and causes a change in the affairs of men. That is the God you serve. 
That is the God you serve, family. That's the God you serve. You don't have to quit. You don't have to throw in the towel. There is no room for discouragement. This is not the time to back down. This is not the time to bow down. This is the time to stand, head tall, shoulders square, and you say, the Lord is with me. He is the greater one. I will not quit. I will keep running. I will keep running. That's why the song says, we are running. The Bible says, we run, we walk, we don't get weary. And I see somebody is receiving fresh strength in Jesus' name. Can you shout hallelujah? Can you shout hallelujah? None of us is immune from sometimes having discouragement knock on our door. It is said you can't stop birds from flying in the sky. But one thing you can surely do, honey, is to tell them, you ain't going to make your nest on me. My head is not your house. I have the mind of Christ. And I'm not going to let anything come up against the plans of God for my life. I, I believe somebody here is ready to take his word for Jesus. Somebody is here with grace of God to stand and face the challenges of life and say, Satan, you have no power over me because all power has been given to Christ and he gave it to me. Even prophet Elijah faced a moment in his life when he was discouraged. A person that, they, you know, they just in a twink, a moment on, on Mount Carmel, what did he do? He slaughtered false prophets. You know, I wish we, had, we have an Elijah that will come into South Africa. And slaughter some false prophets that feed people with grass and petrol and doom. But, but he did it in his day. He could stand and challenge falsehood. And now with all his boldness, when Jezebel had the achievements, all the great things that Elijah was doing, she told herself, I'm going after that prophet. Because if I don't bring him down, he's going to bring my, my, our kingdom down. And so what did she do? She said, I'm coming after your life. The moment he had it, he was on the run. Became discouraged and became suicidal. Maybe that's the condition of the situation. After trophies have been won in your life, after you've achieved some successes, after you have slain your giant, after you've brought down your Goliath, and now you are discouraged because it's like you've come to the summit, you've come to the peak, you've come to the top, and you don't want, you're wondering, is there any other thing I can do apart from this? Yes, when you come to what appears to be the end, God starts all over with you. Because God does not just bring us to a moment where we play too. He's a God that is progressive because the Bible says, the path of a just man is like a shining light and it shines brighter and brighter and brighter until a perfect day. I see somebody's life becoming brighter. I see your family becoming brighter. I see your business becoming brighter. I see everything around you becoming brighter. Somebody lift your hand above your head and shout, everything is getting brighter for me. Can you shout hallelujah? Discouragement does not only come to us when we have failed or when we have sinned. Even when we've done the best that we know to do. Even when we are walking in, this, in, in obedience, Satan can come up against us. Because the Bible says, he goeth about like a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. He hates anything that represents God or righteousness. 
That's why. And you know, some people are so quick in opening their mouth and saying, I think these things are happening to you because you've sinned. Or maybe because you didn't pay your tithe. Or maybe because, because and they always come with all the different uh, opinions. And, but then one thing they do not know is that the Bible already said, many are the afflictions of the righteous. But God delivers them out of them all. I don't know what afflictions you are going through this morning. But God is delivering you out of them all. Somebody shout all. Somebody shout all. Even King David. Who killed Goliath. A whole qualified. Many pips army. They were on the run and hiding. A little boy with power and grace and faith stood up and challenged the so-called uncircumcised, tall and big for nothing, giant called Goliath. But because David trusted in his God, he brought him down. But what happened when King Saul was after him? He had to be on the run. Last year in December, my wife and I were in Israel. And we went and saw the very cave where David was hiding, running away from. But and at such a moment, he felt discouraged. He did. I said, where do I go from here? When you read the book of Psalms chapter number 30, many of the, the, the writings of David came as a result of his experience and what he went through. He said in Psalms 30 verse 5, weeping may endure for a night, but joy comes in the morning. Weeping, you may be weeping right now, and it may appear to be a night season. But family, I want to announce to you that God is a God that turns the night into the day. Because in the book of Genesis, when everywhere was dark, the Bible says, Then God said, Let there be light. I command light to shine in the midst of anything that represents darkness in your life in the name of Jesus. That moment of sickness may be darkness. That moment of financial challenge or a loved one break, cutting at it, leaving you, divorcing or sending lawyers after you. But I want you to know, God is a God that turns our sorrows into joy, our mourning into dancing. Somebody is about to dance this year. You are going to end 2019 with a dance. You are going to end this year with a celebration. The devil is a liar. What God has begun in your life, no devil can stop it. You are a winner. You are not a loser. You are a champion. Nobody can bring you down. Lift your hands and shout hallelujah. I don't know who I'm talking to today, but I see you ending well. I see you ending well. You know, the story of a person is not really what happens at the beginning or what happens midway, but check their end. Always watch for the end. Job went through a lot. And the wife even advised him. And usually no real wife that loves her husband will want him to die so she can be a widow. Except if she's somewhere, and I don't want to mention the place where she's coming from, where some people, when they've seen what the husband has written as a will, they begin to pray for his death. And when he goes to the hospital and comes out, and they will, in their heart, be asking, how come you don't die? Every sickness that comes against you, you still overcome. And So David, I mean, uh, the wife of Job, she was telling him, why don't you curse God and die? 
And in Job chapter 2, verse 9, she said, why do you speak like one of the foolish women? And I know there's no foolish woman like the wife of Job here. You're all wise. You want your husband to live long. And, and so Job said, don't speak like one of them. And Job held on to his integrity. And he went on to say in Job chapter 8, verse 7, what did Job say there as he began to look at the faithfulness of God in spite of the fact that he lost children, he lost property, and now his body was now in a mess. What did Job say? That though your beginning was small, but your latter end will greatly increase abundantly. So Job knew that even though things are rough now, they will not remain rough forever. I want to assure somebody here, what you are going through now does not st will never stop you from going through. What you are going through may look so, so overwhelming, but that is not powerful enough to stop you from going to. You are getting to that destiny. You are realizing that dream. You are fulfilling that destiny in the name of Jesus. Amen. Hallelujah. I see God turning around things for you. But why does Satan really want, want us out? What, what, what is his agenda? He knows if he can get you discouraged. If he can get me discouraged, he knows we cannot fulfill the purpose of God. He also knows if he can get you to be discouraged, you will, he will stop you from destroying his works. Satan knows that when you are on fire, he will be in big trouble and his kingdom will be depopulated. And that's why he's against us. He's not against you because you are some smart dude. He's not against you because you are the, the, the Miss South Africa or you are Miss Tellenbosch. He is not going after you for that purpose. It is the seed of God that is in you that is after. It's the dream that God put in you that is, is after. Just the same way he came up against Joseph. It wasn't because Joseph was having a coat of many colors. It's because of the dream God put inside of him. Because in him is the seed and the, 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 the power to preserve prosperity. God knew one day the children of Israel were going to be in bondage and it, they, they will need to be free and they need a forerunner. They need somebody that will go ahead of them and pave the way. And so Satan was trying to stop that thing in the future. Whatever you are going through now, Satan doesn't know your future. He only hears it when a prophetic utterance is said concerning you. Then he goes after it to stop it. But I want to let you know, God will not say something that he will not back and also bring to pass. Whatever he has spoken concerning you is a matter of time. And I declare unto you, you are only time away from the fulfillment of prophecy. I want you to hit your neighbor high five and say, don't quit. You are a winner. Quitters don't win and winners don't quit is the saying. You are a winner and you are not a loser. The greater one lives inside of you. First John chapter 4 verse 4 says, You are God little children and you have overcome the world because he who is in you is greater than he who is in the world. David had to speak to his soul when he felt discouraged. And he said this in Psalm uh, 42. Uh, it says, he said, why are you discouraged, O my soul? Why are you restless? Put your trust in God because I will still praise him. He is my savior. He is my God. I prophesy to you, you are going to end 2019 strong. You will step into 2020 even stronger. I don't know if somebody believes what I'm saying. If you believe it, shout amen.
You may have started 2019 with great expectations, with, with bright expectations. Now, as the year comes to an end, you may be looking back and feeling discouraged because dreams that were not, because of dreams that were not realized, because of expectations that were not met, because of goals that were not reached, and also plans that were not achieved. This is not the time to give up. Don't be discouraged. Be courageous. After the death of Moses, the young man who had followed Moses as a protege, Joshua, was tempted to be discouraged because of the death of his leader and mentor. But God had to encourage him, had to challenge him, arise and go over the Jordan, you and these people. Joshua may have felt discouraged, like some of us, after the death of people we trust or people that have been there for us and helpful. That's what happened to him. He had to take the Israelites to the promised land because that was what God said. But Moses didn't get into the promised land, so he had to do it. He had to cross over the Jordan River the same way Moses crossed the Red Sea. But now he was feeling discouraged. He may have thought within himself, how in the world am I going to take this, uh, these people across the Jordan? And these people are such a stiff-necked people. But thank God he was not alone. In Joshua chapter 1 verse 5, the Bible says that God was assuring him, as I was with Moses, so will I be with you. That same God is our God today. When the going gets tough, 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 don't stop going. It's important that we keep moving in, even when things appear not to be moving. Don't be like the children of Israel who hung their harps. This is the time to arise and go forward and achieve your dream. Refuse to accept Satan's lies. Refuse to accept the things he brings up against you to bring you down. God has promised you the best. There is a great turnaround coming for you. And no devil can stop that turnaround. I prophesy no devil will stop that turnaround. In the Amplified Bible, Jesus said in John 16:33, I have told you these things so that in me you may have perfect peace. In the world you will have tribulation and distress, suffering, but, uh, but be courageous, be confident, and you will overcome the world. I have deprived it from the power to harm you and have, have conquered it for you. Jesus has conquered the world for us. You get up, honey, dust off yourself and go. It doesn't matter what has happened in the past. There is a turnaround for you. I speak to you, there is a turnaround for you. Look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, there is a turnaround for you. And it's important that you and I get, put on our dancing shoes. If you want to see yourself walk in victory in a time of despair, in a time of discouragement, there are things you need to be aware of. Put on your praise. and you, you, are, you need to engage the power of prayer and the power of praise. What happened to the three Hebrew children? They, were, they, they, they believed in God even in the midst of death. And what happened to Paul and Silas? They were in the midst of the, uh, of the prison. What did they do? They danced. And they celebrated the prison door. The prison had an earthquake, and they came out victorious. What happened in the time of Jehoshaphat? 
Joseph and Second Chronicles chapter 20. They were now faced with enemies, but they appointed singers and began to sing and to dance. What the Bible says in Jude 20, it says, building up yourself in your most holy faith, pray in the Holy Ghost. When you don't know what to do, like David didn't know what to do, in First Corinthians, First Samuel chapter 30, from verse 1 to verse 8, when Ziklag was burned with fire, when the wives and the children were taken captive, and the people spoke about stoning David, what did David do? David encouraged himself in the Lord. The joy of the Lord is my strength. Joy is going to bring you out of the mess. And sometimes, if the singing doesn't work, if the dancing doesn't work, you just get into the Holy Ghost and pray in tongues. If you praying in tongues does not work, sing in tongues. So everybody stand on your feet. Your hand above your head. Make a noise. He will never leave us. He will never forsake. Right now, I don't know who you are. I don't know your background. And truly, I don't know your story. And that doesn't mean I don't care. The only thing is that I can't fix it for you. No pastor can fix it for you. No bishop has the answer. There's only one man. There's only one name above all names. There's only one chief conqueror that has conquered for us. Let's run to him. Let's call upon him. And right now, wherever you are, I want to give you an opportunity to connect with this Savior, to connect with this life giver, with the author of peace and the prince of peace. I want you to leave this place celebrating. Your celebration should not stop in the church auditorium. You can take it out. It can become a lifestyle. But that only happens when you surrender to Jesus. He will not invade your space. You have to make room in your space for him to come in. So wherever you are and whosoever you may be, no one is too bad for change when it comes to do, when it has to do with the grace of God. Thank you for joining us during this episode of Living Life with Dr. Theo and Bev Volmerans. We hope that through this inspired teaching, you had an encounter with God. If you enjoy the teaching ministry of Apostle Theo and Dr. Bev Volmerans and would like to enjoy more resources, we hope you will visit our website at www.christianfamilychurch.co.za or for our American listeners, www.christianfamilychurchsa.com.